Hello, you are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, where we say life is all about chances and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I'm your host, Joy. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 17, entitled Thoughts Become Things. On this episode, I'm speaking with Lorenzo Diggins Jr., an artist and illustrator based in Los Angeles, California. He is the founder and creative director of The Essential Man, which is a men's lifestyle brand, and also the creator of The Simple Things Project, which is an invitation to individuals to acknowledge and reflect on those moments and simple things in life which bring them joy. I'm incredibly excited to be sharing this conversation with you because Lorenzo is someone whom I followed on social media before I actually met him in real life, and I was inspired by his authenticity and his willingness to pull together his resources and really begin to bring to life those things which lived first in his mind. And so that's the whole topic of this conversation. How do we turn our ideas into execution? And so he shares some practical tips about writing things down and doing your market research, as well as some personal stories around the psychological and emotional elements of just being a creative and putting your work out there and what that looks like. And so excited about this conversation, thankful for him um, being available and willing to come on board. Also, before we uh, jump into the episode, though, I want to share with you that Lorenzo actually does have a show happening right now in Los Angeles. It's a pop up of his photography called Life As I See It, an ode to South L.A., And this is a part of his The Simple Things project, and it's all about South Central L.A. and its rapidly changing interface and him kind of just taking the time to capture it as we know it and as we have known it. And I really appreciate like just the nostalgia of that. And so you can check that out. It's running for the remainder of this week. I believe the closing event is this Saturday, April 15th. So if you are in the L.A. area or will be, definitely want to check it out. Details will be in the show notes, but the address is 5746 West Adams Boulevard, and that is Los Angeles, California, 90016. And so again, make sure you make an effort to check out his photography, Life As I See It, an ode to South LA. That is Lorenzo Diggins Jr. and a part of his The Simple Things Project. I will certainly be in the house for the closing ceremonies on Saturday. And so without further ado, I would like to bring to you episode number 17 of the Real Matters of the Heart podcast entitled Thoughts Become Things. Hello and welcome to Real Matters of the Heart, where we say life is about chances and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I am your host, Joy. Thank you so much for joining us. We just wrapped up our Facebook Live pre-show. So if you are not following me there, make sure you do that. Facebook.com slash Joy Hearts so that you can get kind of just like the warm up. It's like the appetizer to this episode, the main course. Mm-hmm. And today's main course is featuring uh, Lorenzo Dickens Jr. How are you today? I'm well. Good. Thank, Thank you, you for so much. Me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. And so, what we were talking about on the pre show um, is how thoughts become things. And so, I shared a little bit about the story of how I um, came across Lorenzo on social media. And I was just really interested in what he had going on between a couple of different. Um, design brands that he was creating and just really dope and cool and then I met him in person and he was just really cool really sweet guy so I was like you know what this is this guy's I'm gonna have him on the show just because the content that you post things like that really always kind of makes me think and it's interesting so I appreciate that and I want to have you on to have a couple conversations so thank you again for agreeing to be on and thank you for the consideration yeah yeah I'm uh, equally equally um appreciative 
Well, thank you. Um, share, before we get into the conversation, just share a little bit about, well, I, I know of the two brands, but I don't know if you have other things going on as well. Uh, at the moment, I mean, it, my two brands are for sure um, The Essential Man and Simple Thing, The Simple Things Project. Um, right now, Simple Things is a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to those two projects, I do a lot of freelance design through mm-hmm. through my um, umbrella company, which is CBC, Colorblock Creative. Okay. So, yeah, I do a lot of design and um, production management and all type of stuff for nice. other companies. For other brands. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, the reason why I wanted to have Lorenzo on today is because, like I said, I've been following him on social media and seeing the projects, specifically the Essential Man and the Simple Things Project. And what I, the sense that I got from him, which was confirmed today in our earlier conversation, is that he tends to have an idea and then it becomes a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm always thinking about, I always say thoughts become things anyway, like whatever it is you're thinking about, whatever time, whatever it is you spend your time meditating on, um, that's what you create in your life. So whether that be an experience or you know, a relationship or a job or whatever, whatever it is that you kind of mull over, eventually you find yourself in that space in the, in the, in the physical realm. And so, but what I'm talking about today with thoughts become things is a much more intentional kind of bringing your ideas to life. And just in terms of like, whatever, whatever that might be, I'm talking to Lorenzo today about his, his products and his, um, the things that he does, but that could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll share a story later on about even just how I became clear about what I really wanted um, in a dating relationship and how even that was a very powerful place to start with creating the experience first in my mind mm-hmm. and then in real life. So it's a thing across the board, but I want to talk just about that process. And, and I know because he's done it and because I've done it, there are some things that we can even speak to with regard to how easy it is to not do it, oh, yeah. <laughs> to run from the ideas or to, to downplay or minimize them or, you know, whatever. Because I know that there are people, we're at the beginning of a new year, mm-hmm. and there are people who have ideas, visions, dreams for their lives, their careers, and there will be, they will often talk themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm here to talk you back into it right? and share my process and hopefully inspire you to, to keep going, right? And I think... From watching Lorenzo, I think he can offer some very valuable information along those lines as well. Well, that's beautiful. Like it's, it's funny because we share the same mission. <laughs> like that's that's literally like yeah. I think I tapped into my my purpose uh, in 2015. I and that was kind of it. Just like I, I realized that people, I get so many like praise reports on just people are inspired by mm-hmm. my journey or whatever and. Um, if, I forgot what it was, but it was one in particular that was kind of just like, I appreciate you for being so transparent. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought of it um, because I was always, especially with my love-hate relationship for social media. Yeah. We are the same. <laughs> it's yes. always like a, like, a, like a tug of war trying to figure out how much to give. What to share. And what not to share. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, just talking to like different um, entrepreneurs and different, some people that I actually admire. Uh they, it's always mixed mixed reviews. Some people say, you know, don't don't share anything, and then mm-hmm. others say, yeah, be transparent. And I and I found out just through certain not necessarily surveying, 
but just to through talking to them, I found out that um, I kind of connected more with a lot of just people that just had the idea of just sharing their journey. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of like my first step. And I just started being, I guess, intentional with I, what I shared and kind of just made sure that I was being trying to be transparent mm-hmm. as possible. I think that's my brand as a personal person. As, as a, My personal brand is just being, it's transparency. Yeah. And I yeah. use my um, social media platform as like a digital journal. Right. Yeah. And I think I think now in the social media age, whatever you're selling or whatever whatever it is you're offering, um, product or brand or service or whatever, people are buying into you. Right. <laughs> the person. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason why, you know, people are so excited to be able to follow their favorite celebrities because mm-hmm. they think like, okay, I love your music and I might go to your shows, but there's this element of wanting to know you, the personal being, mm-hmm. not the performer, not the athlete, but the the you. Right. You know, that's why we had, remember in the early years, I, I would think like something like a behind the music, what was that? Was mm-hmm. it on like MTV or VH1, yeah. one of those stations where that was like, I remember that used to be like, oh my God. Or even Cribs where you yeah, can get, Cribs, a, get an like inside all of look. That. Yeah, it's for sure, for sure. World, yeah. All of that. Yeah. Um, and it's even, it's the paparazzi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they make a whole living mm-hmm. out of getting those sneaky moments of you being you going to get coffee or mm-hmm. going to the gym or whatever you do because... That's intriguing, interesting, inviting, like to us for some reason. We just want to know that part of people, and so speaking to just the element of choosing what to share, or even just de- deliberately and intentionally choosing to be transparent personally about yourself, your journey, your process. I think supports people in whether or not they want to then buy into what it is you offer, mm-hmm. because it feels like. Yeah, I like this guy. I like what he stands for. I like what he's saying. I like what he's, you know, contributing to our community or or beyond that. And it's like that makes people want to be a part of that, to be mm-hmm. connected to that, to support that. So, I mean, even from a professional perspective, I think it's a smart move in this climate to just be more transparent. But of course, still, even in that transparency, quote unquote, it's being smart about how you approach right. that, being intentional about it. Because you don't, it's not, even as a journal, it's not just like all of the business. No, no, no. You no, know, no, yeah. No. Like, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's not about, it's it's definitely, I use the word curated. It's definitely a curated version of my life. Right. So you're not getting the full. Right. But you're getting enough to know who I am. In an authentic way. I'm not making anything up. I'm not faking anything. I'm not, you know. And I'm not also, I mean, just to piggyback on that point, it's like, I guess part of like being um, intentional for me is like not only documenting the the great parts, Mm -hmm. but also shedding light on something that may be, um, at the time, um, feel negative. Yeah, challenging. Challenging or or whatever it would be like. Also like, sharing both sides to like you know because if if i time if if i use my if, if we use it as like a time stamp mm-hmm. when i look back i were and i'm at a good place i know mm-hmm. that i went through that to right get so it's all i mean it's all yeah it's important to acknowledge all of that yeah because it all it all ultimately leads to the bigger picture right um because even in the challenges and even in the setbacks and the all of that 
um, there's a lesson in that that takes me to my next step. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately leads me to my 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 goal or of whatever that may have been. So we do get to appreciate that. And we do get to be responsible for how we show up in the world knowing that there are people who are watching. Mm-hmm. Whoever that may be. I mean, I coach young girls and I know that they're often watching... Um, I have a business, I have a couple of businesses. And so I know that, you know, clients or potential hires, you know, like employers or people are watching in that. Like, for instance, I got hired to speak um, at an event last year. And the lady, when she called me, she was like, yeah, she knew so much about me already. And I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, I basically researched you. Like, she was like, I looked on your LinkedIn. I went on your Facebook. I looked at your all your company's social media pages I went to your website, like she was very clear about what I stood for, what my message was, which again is about the importance of being intentional as well. Like, Mm -hmm. do people know what it is you're out here doing? Right. If specifically, if you're selling a brand or an idea or a concept or a product or a service, do people even know what that is? Are they clear about your message? Um, Or are you just out here kind of saucing it up all the time? Right, right, right. Because that's... That's a thing too. So, interesting, interesting. We keep coming up with this word intentional. And that has been my theme word for the year. Right. I've always been clear about the importance of intention, but this year specifically for me has been at the forefront of my mind with regard to how I'm creating my life. Mm-hmm. Like making decisions with the intentions of aligning myself with opportunities to experience what it is I want to have happen for me. Right. Who I want to become what I want to do, how I want that to look, mm-hmm. when I want it to happen, like being very, very clear about every decision that I make being in alignment with supporting that. Right. And so it can be exhausting <laughs> sometimes <laughs> because then you feel Emphasis like... Emphasis on, yeah. on, on exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so what has your experience been just with that, like... When you because so you have a new idea mm-hmm. and you're like this could be good, and so we talked in the in the Facebook Live pre-show about your process. You said you write it down, then you do your research, and then you begin to block out your plan for how you're going to approach mm-hmm. this this new idea. So, in doing that, every piece of that is intentional. So, what does that look like for you? I think the pro. I think the scale of it is the same, but I think the way I, I may go about it. Um, varies depending on what the project is Mm -hmm. so um for example like with putting out my my most recent zine Mm -hmm. um i I always knew that i wanted to put it out um i always knew that there was going to be a volume two and um of course remaining on the same theme of of um simple things and just to give context like i'm going to do a a minimum of four Mm -hmm. And with each one, I want to explore a different medium. Right. Um, so the first one was illustration. Mm-hmm. And this one was, is um, photography. And I think with that, I had, I had like a dilemma like creating it because I could, have went, I could have went about telling what Simple Thing was in mm-hmm. so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have went the same route where just taking pictures of objects and just giving a a context to why that particular object is significant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this one, um, 
I, I was even more intentional. Like I, I wanted to also kind of give like an ode to my hometown, mm-hmm. which is, you know, South LA or South Central. And also paint a different picture than what's generally good. That's so good. Perceived. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, being like for the last two years, I've been working on getting getting a store, and I we um, I have a business partner, and we've looked at multiple places, and just being aware of how fast things are changing, specifically mm-hmm. in on in this South side of town, yeah, South sure. South LA. Um, I also wanted it to be like a time like a time capsule, just to mm-hmm. like really capture. All the beautiful nuances that I that I love and appreciate about the city before it actually changes because because mm-hmm. it's coming it's it's coming really quickly mm-hmm. just as quick as like you know from from the MetroLink that's going up all the stuff that's trying to mm-hmm. go up um, uh, simultaneously with it in a, in addition to the Ram sta- um, Stadium uh, yeah. so a lot of this is shift happening mm-hmm. so no intention behind that was just making sure that. I can capture these moments before that time happens, but also being aware that it's not going to connect with, it may not connect with everyone like how mm. the first one did mm. and just being okay with that. Ooh, that's good. Because it's, it's, for example, like it's, it's based on, um, things that on the, that's South LA. So if you're from Austin, Texas and used <laughs> as a, my earlier example, like right. if you're from Austin, Texas, you may not necessarily understand like why the Slauson swap meet is significant, significant yeah. but through my story that I share with 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 the Slauson swap meet, it may make you think about you know that local swap well, meet in Austin, in Austin, right, right, right. you know that that, that that serves the same purpose. Mm-hmm. So I know that I mean I think that's a great that's a great um, connection and a story there because I do think. All of what you said, preserving kind of your own personal memories, but also creating a context for people to be able to connect it to their own personal memories through your experience and your stories, um, acknowledging the shift that is happening mm-hmm. and um, inviting other people to also be aware of that mm-hmm. because it is happening very quickly. And it does sometimes feel like we wake up and we're like, what happened to my neighborhood? Or right. You know, or people who maybe don't live locally and they come home and they're like, oh my God, my favorite restaurant is gone. Or right. or just driving down their old streets and they're like, what, what is this new apartment complex or what, what's happening? You know, right. and so inviting us again to pay attention to those simple things that are happening right beneath our noses. We may drive up and down these streets every day and we see the construction, but it's not until the structure is there that we're like, what? You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It becomes this new thing and it does kind of shift your experience of being in a certain place or in doing that. So I, I appreciate that element of taking what's important to you and then bringing it to the forefront and inviting other people to examine that for themselves. Right. How does this small town thing for you impact? What if it weren't no longer there? Or right, right. what if, you know, like the important. intention was to heighten people's senses and right. to make people aware of like the change that is happening, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, um, not necessarily challenging them, but invite, like you say, inviting them mm-hmm. to to take appreciation in those simple things mm-hmm. um, that's that's in their own space. Mm-hmm. Rather, it's the local burger jo- burger joint that right. you know they grew up going to after school, but they don't go to anymore. But when they drive by the next time, it's like ah, I remember. It. Right. Like, it's like a nostalgic right, thing, for so, sure. Yeah. What I also hear happening though too with the Simple Things Project is not discounting. 
yourself, your perspective, your ideas and your experiences. Because a lot of times when we do have ideas about a business or anything, it can feel like nobody's going to care about that or... Mm-hmm. That's like a person, or because it's, it is so personal and relevant to us specifically, we don't even explore that concept or idea that this might be a thing for other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's what every invention that we, are, that we now use on a consistent basis started with, you know, somebody going, I need this, or this is important to me and it doesn't exist and I'm going to create it, or maybe it exists in another capacity and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this this thing to amend it or you know whatever and then it becomes this new thing mm-hmm. and it is incredibly relevant mm-hmm. and you're like oh I, I never would have known like I remember for me so I have Eat Sleep Sweat the fitness studio mm-hmm. and I remember at the end of 2014 kind of having this idea to do this podcast and like a couple other projects and I kind of put them on the shelf because I was like nobody's going to care what I have to say about these other things. I'm a fitness person and they're going to say, you know, do some squats and shut up. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so I had kind of pigeonholed myself um, with, with the assumption that other people had pigeonholed me. Right. And so I kind of showed this whole idea of sharing, you know, stories outside of the context of health and fitness and nutrition and all that. But it just it kept, similar to what you said earlier, it just kept coming up. Like, mm-hmm. but this is valid and this is important and this is, a, this is a part of me that's very real for me. And I don't get to pretend like it doesn't exist because maybe other people want to put me in this, like, you are the health person and that's it, box. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing it, just deciding, like, you know what, this, what I have to say is relevant, people care. I witnessed, like, I experienced, like, a huge surge in interest in that part of what I do. Like, it just started with me sharing, like, thoughts and revelations on Facebook as my status. And I was just getting a crazy response. People coming into my inbox, like, oh, my God, this made me cry. Or this really spoke to me. Or this helped me in this situation. Or thank you so much. Or people going, when are you going to write a book? And it was, like, funny because I had this idea to do this book. And I was like, I don't know. People not going to... And then it was just like me sharing like tidbits of what could potentially maybe be in the book and people going, I would totally buy that book. Mm-hmm. And then that's been going for like the past three years. And it's like, that's interesting that yeah, awesome. I almost um, wrote myself off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, I mean, to go back to what you said, it's like really easy to do. Right. It's so easy to do. Yeah. So easy to do. And so how we, we spoke a little bit on the pre-show about how you kind of know which of the ideas that come up for you are deserving of your time, energy, effort, resources to to really pursue and create them into from a thought to a thing. But like what is beyond the process of like what that looks like? What is the process of n- not allowing yourself to talk yourself out of it? Does that does that make sense? Right, right, right. Like how do you, when you cuz I imagine that you have this idea and it may go like man, I ain't about to do that. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you're like Maybe I should. Well, I think, I mean, obviously, I think it helps when um, you get those positive affirmations from people. Mm -hmm. Just like when you just like put a little bit out there and just see. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in like business terms, that's consumer research. Right. You know, when you get uh, the feedback. But I think um, beyond that, for me, 
like you said, like a lot, everything starts with self first. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's an idea that I can't forget or if it's an idea that I can't really, you know, I guess shake or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it's like my inner self challenging me to right. try to take it, take it further to and just, just see go, yeah. what, um, what can come of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's, yeah. So, hmm. So now we're getting into a thing of like trusting yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, because I feel like what I'm hearing you say is like, okay, I can't shake this. It must be something. And now I have to, I get to trust that what I'm feeling is relevant beyond me because if it were just about me, it wouldn't, it would be just about me. You know what I mean? And it, this wouldn't be something that I feel like I'm itching to create a whole brand out of. If it were just about me, because mm-hmm. it would be just as easy for you to be like, this is a dope concept. I'm going to make myself a hoodie that says it could all be so simple and not produce masses of them for other people to purchase. too." you know what I'm saying? Like it could just be like if this was just about me, like this is a cool idea for me. Wait, wait, wait. Stay there. Stay there. OK, go. Um, <laughs> because I because my background is in production. Mm hmm. It actually does start like that. Mm-hmm. So I always make myself one first. Right. <laughs> and if I, and to go back to what you were saying earlier in terms of just like um, people buy into who the person is, mm-hmm. I figure if if I get enough inquiries about something that I'm just wearing, mm-hmm. then it's probably a good idea to to move to forward. produce. Yeah. Right. I mean, so but it but honestly, it always it does at least with the the product part of it, mm-hmm. it always starts with me. Um, but then, like you said, it definitely it becomes bigger than me. Right. Yeah, but I think it always starts with me. Rather, it's me examining myself, and then I share my experiences, mm-hmm. and then see how people respond, and then I can move forward and, um, right, move move forward. So then, so then we talked about the trusting yourself part. So then there's also, and I guess they not even I guess they do go hand in hand. There's the authenticity part of like, um. So you have this idea, and so you trust yourself enough to even just start with the first sample. Just mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to make myself this hoodie. And then now people are inquiring about it. And so now I get to just be really transparent and authentic about the process and what this even means. And why even, like, oh yeah, I started this because it came from this idea, and this is where I am with it. And then people then buying into that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, because I think people... I think... I think it's beneficial to sometimes, not sometimes, but most times start from that place because um, it's coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. And I think as a person that, the type of consumer who actually buys into an artist, mm-hmm. I watch the interviews and I, I see mm-hmm. how what they're saying may align. So like I'm buying into the idea. Mm-hmm. So when they see um, that it's coming from a real place, I think it's easier for them to connect with it. Because mm-hmm. we, be- we all know when something isn't coming from right. authentic place and how how that makes us feel. So Yeah, for sure. And that's huge. It's how it makes us feel. Right. That's that's the piece. Because I have certainly seen things that are attractive, meaning to the eye, whether it be fashion or otherwise, that but it don't feel right. right. It don't feel like it something really I wanna be yeah, right. like that like something I wanna necessarily be investing my heart or money in or Whatever, right. it just it's cool, and I might follow you or some right. give you a couple of likes, but I'm right. not gonna really buy into like what you're doing and all of that. So that's interesting because 
the other thing that I think is important when we're talking about creating these ideas and coming with your businesses um, or whatever, you know, people are wanting to do, I think it's important to, so we talked about like trusting yourself and then being authentic, but I think it's also important to become clear, Mm. like about, so if we're talking about being intentional, the first step to intention is clarity. Mm -hmm. Like I can't make an an intentional decision about which direction I'm going to move in if I'm not clear about where I want to end up Mm -hmm. in the first place. Right. So there's a certain level of clarity that has to be there. And that's where I think, to get back to the question I asked you earlier about how do you stop yourself from stopping yourself, mm-hmm. is sometimes people feel like clarity means you have to know everything before you start. No, no, no. And no. that's the piece that I think like trips people up, right. um, which is the piece where, but I don't know what the ultimate big end looks like, mm-hmm. so I'm just not going to do anything at all. Yeah, and I, and I actually see... And that, that's, that's it's interesting because the fear of the unknown actually um, prevents people from moving forward, mm-hmm. but I'm actually the opposite. Okay. I think I'm more intrigued with figuring things out and, and, and learning the answers, and that, right. that helps move me forward, actually. So, in my mind, <laughs> what I hear you saying, even with that, a large part of that is still about trusting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... If you have this big thing that you're going to do and you're investing a lot in it, whether right. it's, you know, you're sketching the, the design or your, your resources, you're pulling, whatever that is, you're right. investing a lot in creating this thing. And so if you are like, I'm learning along the way what that looks like, that's part of that is like trusting yourself as you take step by step and it's unfolding and you're becoming more and more clear about what the next step might be and what the next step might be and what the next step might be. And I think... Not only trusting yourself, but yeah. trusting the process. The process, yeah. yeah trusting the process. I mean, so I mean, and that's always been my thing. Like, I learned a long time ago that I wasn't gonna be an overnight success because just the right. way the way I go about doing stuff. Right. Like, I really get invested, and I mm-hmm. really, you know, learn uh, try to learn it. And prior to like this last year, I didn't put stuff out until I felt it was like damn near perfect. Yeah. So for sure, I had to learn. I had to teach myself. To kind of like, actually, it was that and then the help of, um, I read this book um, by Austin Kleon, Show Your Work. Mm. And that kind of helped me in terms of just my transition in terms of just like not waiting for it or not um, thinking that it has to be perfect before I start to share it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like share pit, uh, bits and pieces of the process, mm-hmm. but continue to do the work towards whatever the the goal is. Yeah. And to go... Um, in terms of just trusting trusting yourself to go back to like one of the things that I um, spoke about in the Facebook Live was um, for me writing it down. Like mm-hmm. w- once I write it down, um, that's like the first step to to making it a reality. Yeah. I think so. And once it's um, once I write it down, then I start trying to figure out um, mapping out or answering as many questions as I can. And then everything that's unanswered, I try to figure it out along the way. Right. And so one of the lessons that I've learned that I hear you saying right now is that um, action brings clarity. 100%. Sometimes you just got to do it to know. Like, And so I went on a road trip uh, Thanksgiving weekend last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm all about lessons from living. I actually committed this year to posting one every day one lesson 
from just living life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what is having this experience today? What lesson can I apply to the larger, broader picture of what it means to live life, right? Mm-hmm. From this simple, right, mm-hmm. simple experience. Mm-hmm. So, I committed to doing that this year, and I'm kind of just going to do that every day. But, so I'm taking this road trip at the end of last year, Thanksgiving weekend. I'm, I'm learning, and so I'm doing I'm this, do this whole series called Lessons from the Road. Mm-hmm. And one of the lessons from the road that has stood out for me the most, that I've kind of repeated the most since that day, was you can plan, but you can't prepare. Mm-hmm. And so what that meant for me in driving was, of course, I'm taking a road trip. So, of course, the first thing I do was map out my, my, my path, which mm-hmm. freeways I'm going to take and all these different things. And when am I going to stop for gas and mm-hmm. all of that, right? And so that, that's me planning ahead my trip. Mm-hmm. But there are things that happen on the road along that trip that I can't prepare for, whether it be traffic, whether it be an accident, whether it be an, a weather thing. Mm-hmm. God forbid something happened to my car and I need to, you know, pull over or whatever. Those are things I cannot prepare for. Mm-hmm. I can plan my trip, mm-hmm. but there will th- there will be things that will happen along the way that I will not encounter until I get going. Mm-hmm. That I won't be able to account for or learn from or adjust or do whatever until I have the experience. Until your emotion, right? Until and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's and then if I let those things be the reason why I never go, because there's so many question marks, which is, you spoke earlier about the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. because there are so many question marks, I'll never go anywhere. I'll be home forever. I'll right. be sitting right at home. Right. And I'll never go. And that's, that's literally... That's an awesome lesson, too. Yeah, that's a, that, and yeah. that's a thing. And so I think it speaks to what you said earlier, which is to write it down and then begin to do your research. And mm-hmm. that's the planning part. Like, right. what does this look like? You talked also about like market research and mm-hmm. putting it out there and just seeing like what's the response from your potential demographic that you'd be you know mm-hmm. presenting to and you know do getting that feedback and planning and what does that look like and how do I approach this but then there will be things that you just cannot prepare for Absolutely. and until they happen you don't know what you're going to do or how you're going to do it mm-hmm. and you just got to trust yourself in mm-hmm. that moment to make the proper decision or have the proper response to that thing when it presents itself mm-hmm. and if you don't trust yourself enough, or if you don't believe in what you're doing enough, or if you don't feel confident in the planning process that you've already partaken in, then you probably won't ever move. Right. Because there's too many things. And so I have this thing, I'm doing a pro, I have an online program right now called The F Word. Mm-hmm. And it's dealing with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole concept of fear. And I always say that it, fear comes in four flavors. And <laughs> I like that. fear of the unknown. And I call it flavors because... We do, we like, we begin, we, we chew on these things and then... And they're very distinct too, right? And they're, yeah, yeah. they're very distinct. <laughs> but we chew on these things and then we digest them and they become of the part of our makeup. Because you do realize that what we eat, we literally are what we eat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? If you are chewing on and digesting these fears, these thoughts about all the things that are that you are afraid of, they do become you. Mm-hmm. You become them. Um, so I call it the four flavors of fear and the fear of the unknown is one of them, but it's Mm -hmm. also the fear of rejection and the fear of loss and the fear of failure, Mm -hmm. which you, if you're going to pursue any business venture are going to come across all of them. hundred (laughs) percent. Maybe multiple (laughs) times before you. Multiple times for sure. So the whole program is about not avoiding the fears. Mm -hmm. And certainly not getting rid of the fears, mm-hmm. but learning how to move through them. Mm-hmm. 
getting the tools to first acknowledge which of those you're dealing with and then being able to effectively do what you have to do mm-hmm. to experience it and move beyond it to create what it is you ultimately want to create in your life. Right. That's and pretty, that's, that's so important, yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. But it doesn't just apply to our professional goals or our career goals or, you know, whatever the, our creative goals. Like I was mentioning to you earlier, like being intentional mm-hmm. um, and being clear about what you want and then making decisions that are in line with that happens across the board. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a relationship that was great. Mm-hmm. Great relationship. Um, learned a lot about myself. Learned about, about a lot about what kind of partner I want to be. Learned a lot about um, just what I want in that capacity mm-hmm. of, of my life. And when I became more and more clear from being in that relationship mm-hmm. about that, it also became more and more clear to me that that was not the proper relationship for me to have that. Mm. So, (laughs) it was, now I have to make this decision about, this is great, and I'm learning so much, and I'm expanding in so many ways, and I'm becoming more and more clear as a result of this experience, and now realizing that this is over. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this is it. Mm -hmm. And, like, wow, making that decision, and then dealing with the fear of, what what if I'm making the wrong decision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by leaving this situation? Because mm-hmm. it is great and because I value this man and everything that I've learned from him and the time that we've spent together and all of these things, like, but I'm clear that it's not doing what I need to do long term. Mm-hmm. How do I make this decision without, this, without being um, driven by this fear that maybe I'm not making the right decision? Mm-hmm. And did what I needed to do you know, I decided this isn't going to work. I need to move on. I'm clear about what I want. I don't see this taking me there. And almost like immediately walking into a situation, not even almost, it was very immediate, walking into a situation that was much better aligned with what I wanted for myself. Wow. And so... No, wait, whoa, whoa. So... How did you, like, <laughs> you kind of so, fast forward a step, because I need this tip, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. What was, what was, like, okay, first of all, what, how did you deal with the fear? Now I'm, like, asking you questions. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's but, fine. It's not. It's okay. a conversation. Um, how did you make that verbatim? Like, I experienced the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine, wasn't, uh, mine wasn't only the fear of um, that I was making the wrong decision, but also the fear of, like, you know, hurting this person's. Of course, feelings, of and, course. you know, and um, in 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 addition to making the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So, how did you go like proceed with like the next steps in terms of separating? Yeah. from the relationship. Um, so I was just very honest. Okay, I was very honest, and I just said, I started, with, you know, so I'm. A... <laughs> this is gonna hurt me more. This no, 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 none of the cliche. Um, but I, so I coach sports and one of the ways that we learn to give like construction criticism is to kind of like sandwich it in. Mm-hmm. So like the not so good news in the middle, but like packaged with like oh, the wow. first layer of bread is a good thing. Right. The second layer of bread is a good thing, but this middle part, maybe not so much. Wow. Okay. So I kind of, I just basically, but it was bit very honest. And right, I just right. said, you know, um, 
that I was I really valued who he had been to me and um, and these are all things that I had been saying along the way also that I appreciated our time together that I had grown and learned so much as a woman as a partner as a business owner as so many you know just who I am how he was just very good for me Mm -hmm. um, as a person which I believe is the value of a relationship and the right. reason for a relationship that mm-hmm. if you're not in something that's supporting you and being your best self then you're probably not in the right place right, right, right. so um i was always very clear about that being for me the reason that you are in relationship to another person whether that be professional relationship or personal relationship romantic relationship whatever that is mm-hmm. so i started off by just really affirming that element mm-hmm. but then also saying as a result of being in this relationship and having the space to really um, expand and explore who I want to be, I became clear that though you are a good person, you're not a good partner for me. Mm-hmm. For me. Like, right. not in life. Right. But, and then just being very honest about, like, what I want. Wow. And I also entered the conversation not necessarily 100% hell-bent on ending it. Mm-hmm. It was like... Let me be more explicitly clear about what I expect and what I know I need and want and offer and extend this opportunity for you to say, oh, I can do that mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. But then if it's the or not, then going, well, then I got to go mm-hmm. and being OK with that. Wow. OK. And so it really just came from a place of just saying like this is, has nothing to do with who you are or the or how I feel about you and the time that we've spent. I don't regret any of it. I don't feel like it was time wasted. Any of that. But I have to make a smart decision because if I don't, I'm going to resent you. Mm-hmm. And whatever we may continue to try to build is going to be whack anyway. Right, right, right. And well, it wouldn't be see. fair to you and it wouldn't be fair to me to not allow both of us to find what we need in a partner to be our best selves. Right. And that was really what I essentially said. Hmm. And it was pretty much in, because there was no room for like... What, what can you say to that? Right, right, right. I mean, you can't fight. You can, no, you will stay with me and just be whack. Like, no, that's <laughs> not. So, you know, and so his response to me was essentially like, you know, um, of course, not happy about the situation, but just, um, you know, he was just like, I understand that. And of course, because I care about you, I want what's best for you. And if you feel like what we're building isn't what is going to be that, then by all means, make the decision you need to make for yourself. Right. Wow. And that was, that's also two mature adults mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, not to say that your situation is immature or anybody's situation will be dealing with immature people, but I'm, what I'm saying is that there could have been a lot of responses. Right. And I was also prepared. I was, you know, I was ready for that. Right. Like, he might be like, what? I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. But I was so clear about what I knew was right for me that Apart from him saying, okay, yes, these things that you say you need and want, I can be and do. Apart from that response, I knew that there was nothing that would make me stay in that situation. Right. And that was really just how I went about it. And what I feel like is when I said immediately, like I'm talking about within days, like a whole new opportunity was presented to me in terms of a new new relationship that was like, oh... This is exactly like how now, but now, so you think that happened because you was so clear about what you wanted? I think uh, I think it happened because I was clear about what I wanted, which was two things. So because of that clarity, I opened up, I cleared up the space. Right, right, right. right? Like because if you're for something else to get, right, right, right. I had to release one thing to be have open hands to receive the next thing first. Right. Second, when 
when this the next man came, I was so clear about what I wanted that I didn't miss it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, like it was so it was so readily available in the forefront of my consciousness that when it was like, oh, this is that. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, oh, all right, and it didn't feel like it needed to be a whole bunch of extra stuff. It was just like, yes, this makes sense. But not just to me, to both of us. Right, right, right. So it became a thing of like, okay, now what does this look like? Now that we're in this space and we're exploring this possibility to be in this relationship that we had never talked about prior to, because this is is not somebody I just met. This is a friend of mine Mm -hmm. that I've known. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, now what does that look like? Now that and we're both just in a place where we're like very clear about what we want. Now, what does that look like? What is it? What What does my commitment to myself look like? What does that your commitment to yourself look like? What does our commitment to each other look like? What is our commitment to what we want to create in the world look like? Mm. And be, just again, now now it's be about clarity in a in a new context. And these are conversations that that, are that we actually had. We wow. wrote things down. Like, we you just know high I mean? five Yeah, we did high five because you, we did. We yeah, high five because yeah. that's a high five moment. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. It's certainly a high I five moment. Yeah, yeah. And um, and it's and it's a it's something that continues to unfold. And we have conversations around. We're even revisiting old conversations that we had as friends that are now need to be okay. Now in this new context, what does this look like? What does this mean? How are you feeling? And um. It's exactly what I wanted. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's exactly what I wanted. And at first it was shocking because it was somebody that I knew and it was like, I never looked at you in this way and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not surprising because um, you don't pray for a thing and work for a thing and then expect to never get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like I made the necessary moves in my life, meaning doing my personal work to make sure that I am a good person to partner with. So this is not about me just being like, here's my list for what kind of man I want bring him. Like, this is me understanding that, like, I need to prepare myself to receive a partner in that way. Right. So doing my necessary work, whether that be checking myself and my thoughts and what's going on, where's that coming from, going to therapy, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doing the work, learning about myself in the context of the relationship that I got out of prior to him and acknowledging the growth and the, the value of that relationship um, and applying that to me mm-hmm. now and all of all of that. So I wasn't doing all of that for fun. Right, I was doing right. that because I understood like any other thing in this life, you said, you write yeah. it down, you plan, and then you begin to do your, you know, you do your research and then you begin to do your steps. Mm-hmm. Like any other thing in this life, you prepare yourself. Right. You become clear about what you want and then you take the necessary steps to align yourself with opportunities to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did for my relationship. That's awesome. <laughs> and so even all of what we're saying about becoming clear, making intentional decisions, trusting yourself, because of course, I had the conversation like, this is really fast. Are you just jumping in because mm-hmm. you're trying to fill the void of you were, you know, you were comfortable in a relationship mm-hmm. and now you're, you don't want to be single so you're trying to I had all these conversations with myself and with him. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I don't. I want to make sure I'm not just rebounding you on some like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because I'm clear about that being a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. So, t- talking all of that out, um, 
and like being honest with myself mm-hmm. about where where's my come from? Why am I choosing this? Mm-hmm. This is like really fast, and what does that mean? And all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same as any other thing. Mm-hmm. Same as any other thing. Why why do I want to create this? What is this going to mean? How am I going to price it? Who is my demographic that I'm selling to? Mm-hmm. All of the clarity that around, that comes around like creating this this new brand or this new service or or product happen in the same process mm-hmm. my relationship trusting myself trusting that like yes you did just come out of this other thing but you part of you coming out of that was that you became clear about what you wanted mm-hmm. and so now that that's here are you going to not trust yourself to 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 handle it properly mm-hmm. when you know that you've been doing the work to prepare yourself to have it mm-hmm. so trusting myself that I could that I could manage this relationship in such a way that would be reflection of how much I value value it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and, and value having what it is i intended to create for myself in this context of my life or in this capacity so all of those same things that we talked about the intention and the trusting yourself and the trusting the process is happening here as well right same thing just in a different context mm-hmm. so that's why i think it's important to again another one of the reason why i really just appreciate the whole essential man or not essential man but the whole Simple Things project is like, how do we extract the lesson, the value, the beauty, the everything from the simple things mm-hmm. that we live every single day? The experiences mm-hmm. that we have, the things that we walk by, conversations we hear or whatever. Like, how do we extract the real richness of that mm-hmm. so that it becomes something that truly begins to shape who we are? Because it does, whether we know it or not. Right. It does. Right. Walking up and down the street, particularly, you you know, if you're in the same neighborhood every day and you pass the same, like that seeps into your consciousness whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. So taking the time to acknowledge it and really intentionally saying, yes, I'm, I'm going to take this in and I'm going to realize the impact of it is like where your power is. Right. So, yeah, that's. That's why I just I love it so much. I lo- I really do love that whole concept. Well, I, I I really appreciate that. Like that, I mean, that's you hit it like right on the nose. Like that's exactly was like the intention behind it. Like like I said, like first starting with myself, I knew, um, especially on my journey, entrepreneurship journey, you get so caught up in um, trying to meet goals or right. Or in some cases, which you don't have, or all these different things that that you get consumed with, mm-hmm. and um, for me, it was really it started with me just checking myself. Like that was the whole that was the whole thing was really like appreciating. Like okay, you may not have a big office space, but you have a a desk. Like I mean, just right, like right. really just looking at it from like a different perspective. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I had to do. Um, and just getting so caught up in like. Like I said, what, what I didn't have, um, I started to. It was like a, it was like a real effort. Like, okay, let me start drawing some of the simple things that really mm. that I appreciate. And that was like, it started with like just a Mexican Coke, right? Or my morning coffee, or just like me watering my house plants. Just like mm. little little moments that I didn't realize that actually bring joy to my life. Right. That it, that was so easy to overlook when I'm worrying about what I didn't have. So, the foundation of the Simple Things Project, what I'm hearing you say, is an exercise in gratitude. 100%. Which is incredibly powerful because 
that's the same thing that is the case for me in opening Eat Sleep Sweat the studio. Mm-hmm. So it's, 20, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's the same exact. So 2013, I decided that year that I was going to keep a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And every single day, at the end of every day, I would write down something that I was thankful for. Mm-hmm. But it was something that was specific to me. Like this thing happened in my life today mm-hmm. that makes me know that like God, the universe, whatever you call it, him or her, was watching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and cared enough to step in in moments mm-hmm. um, and to cover, protect, push, remind, whatever, mm-hmm. me along my journey. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of that year, in December of 2013, um, when I knew that I wanted to open a fitness studio, I, had, I knew that for years, but I decided one day that I would start looking online and, and say like, all right, let me start pricing spaces. Mm-hmm. Let me see what it's going to cost for me to have a have my own studio. What is that going to cost me? How do I need to begin saving around that? What does that look like? So it was a December day and I decided that I was going to do that. And in my mind, I was going to spend all of 2014 saving and doing all that. And then in 2015, I'd be like ready to launch and I was excited or whatever. And I found a space on Craigslist mm-hmm. that was exactly what, and so I should rewind a little bit. <clears throat> so before December 2013, in the summer, I think it was either July or August of 2013, I remember having a conversation with my mom just telling her that it was time. Mm-hmm. It was time for me to start moving in that direction. So again, the intentionality piece. Mm-hmm. It was time for me to start moving in the direction of having my own space. Mm-hmm. And so what I began to do at that point was also um, visualizing the space. I would mm-hmm. just take 20... 30, 45 minutes to sit down, eyes closed, and look, see in my mind's eye what the space looked like, where it was, what the colors were, what kind of equipment I would have, what kind of events I would do, and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Again, intentionality, clarity. Mm-hmm. By the time December came and I looked online, I found this space on Craigslist, and I came to see the space, and there's, I mean, there's such a, there's a much longer version of this story, but the short version is, I came to see the space, and I immediately knew mm-hmm. that this was it. I literally walked, I didn't even cross the threshold of the door, and I looked into the space, and I said, this is my gym. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman who was showing me the space, he was like, well, do you want to, like, come and look in? Because mm-hmm. you're literally standing at the doorway. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to look, but I'm very clear, this is my space. I just knew. Mm-hmm. And what started off was as me looking to plan for 2014 to open, hopefully launch in 2015, turned into eight days later, I was signing a lease. Mm -hmm. And a month after that, I was moving in. Mm -hmm. And five months after that, I was opening. (laughs) So... But 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 what I know, (laughs) but what I know is that had it not been for me taking the time to look every day, Mm -hmm. because now this is December of 2013, so now I have a whole year Mm -hmm. with little note pieces of paper that I wrote down every day, Mm -hmm. something that I was grateful for. Mm -hmm. If it had not been for the fact that I had taken the time to acknowledge all of the goodness that had happened, all of the things that played out for my favor, all of the things that were signs that I was on the right path. If it had not been for that exercise, I would not have had the courage to jump on this opportunity. Because when I signed the lease, I emptied out everything. Mm -hmm. I emptied out all my bank accounts to pay first and last month's security Mm -hmm. deposit. Plus, I still had to pay rent at another place Mm -hmm. because I didn't 
I didn't wait. Mm -hmm. I didn't wait. Mm -hmm. So I'm still responsible for this other thing over here. So you got to pay that and you got to pay this. And now you got to buy equipment and you got to do all this. And I've done so far this whole process. I'm at three years at this point. It was three years ago, actually, that I moved into this space. And I've been doing it cash out of pocket the whole time. <laughs> I've not had a business loan. I've not had to use, you know, run up my credit cards. Thank God. You know what I mean? I've been able to sustain the business just based on my clients who have come through here, which is up and down. And there's been months when I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Mm -hmm. So, but the point is, it was the gratitude piece wow. that led me to the moment that when the opportunity presented itself, I trusted myself, mm -hmm. trusted the process, was clear about what I wanted, and I made a move with intention about this, mm -hmm. about this thing, about having this gym that I had been visualizing since I was 13 years old, mm -hmm. that I knew that I wanted, and it's that same thing that led me there, and it was the courage that came from taking the moment to be um, grateful. Mm -hmm. Wow. That grew into, which has then, since the gym, you know, spun off into tons of other things that I do as a result of now being in this, mm -hmm. seeing the people that I'm working with, hearing their stories, really becoming more intimately familiar with what they need and then taking it upon myself to create that. Because mm -hmm. I get to. Because I get to do that. Because why not? Right. Which is so awesome. Like, it's really awesome. Yeah. The fact that, um, that you said, like, that I guess the, the turning point or the catalyst was your gratitude. Right. Your gratitude journal. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, like, is this, to go, to go back to, like, with the whole um, the topic, our thoughts um, are powerful, and what we put out in the world mm -hmm. through our, through our um, what we actually say mm -hmm. is powerful. So, and it goes both ways. Like, I think, like, when you say positive things, you can render positive results. Absolutely. When you have negative thoughts and you say negative things, you render... Absolutely. Negative results. So you can't want something positive to happen, but you're always thinking right. negative. Right. Like they have to... They have, have to align. Align. So that's so beautiful, the, the fact that you had this big, a big goal for yourself, but you was also, like you said, doing the work in terms of like just clearing your spirit and making sure that you were ready for it to happen um, as far as with the space and with your relationship. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that's... Yeah. I'm taking a note from that. <laughs> well, you know, but gosh, it's like, so the other part about it, it's, it's really the, it's the intention piece. And again, that word I told you is like my theme word of this year. It keeps coming up. My right. boyfriend and I, that's a conversation we keep having. Mm -hmm. It was actually something that was coming up for him totally separate from me. Mm -hmm. So that when, it, when I can't remember who said it first, but it was like one of us said it and the other one was like, yes. And then, then that became a whole conversation around like intentionality and that kind of decisively between the two of us becoming like we get to focus on that this year, like being very intentional and being accountable, holding each other accountable for being intentional decisions that we make towards building our relationship, towards building our professional goals that we have as individuals, towards building what we to intend to create together, mm -hmm. like all of that. Mm -hmm. We get to be very intentional um, and it's worked out in that way so far, but that, I think, is the glue. Mm -hmm. 
because we talked you talked about like you can't have a positive life with negative thoughts mm -hmm. but if you're not aware that you're even having those negative thoughts so that, such that you can intentionally take the time to shift them and change them mm -hmm. and like you did say you know what I'm not going to allow myself to focus on what I don't have mm -hmm. I'm going to intentionally decide to focus on what I do have mm -hmm. like you have to that's where you get your power back mm -hmm. in terms of being a co-creator of this life mm -hmm. is that you become clear about how much you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. It's not, it can't just be a passive like thing of, Oh, you know, this is just life. This is just how it goes. Like, yeah, there are some certain elements that are just developmentally fundamental for how we just are going to unfold. And there is some, you know, destiny portion of it. But I like to say like, God is like, the master of the waves, but I am the captain of the ship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm still co-creating. I'm still participating in this experience. I'm not just out here floating on the boat. I have some say in how it goes. Mm -hmm. Even if, you know, there will be things that happen beyond me that I don't have control over. Mm -hmm. I do have control over how I respond to them, which is my responsibility, my mm -hmm. ability to respond. Mm -hmm. So I have some responsibility in how this turns out. And it starts with becoming clear about what I'm creating in my mind. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's what it is. And there's no way around that. And so, and we get to understand that that applies across the board. Right. In career whether you work for somebody else or you're an entrepreneur or you have ideas that you want to do that you haven't done yet for whatever reason whether that's in creating your um, relationship life whether that's friendships professional relationships or romantic relationships your health journey I tell people all the time they need to change how they talk about mm -hmm. their health you know I always, I'm always like you know we can't keep calling them cheat or, or treats or mm -hmm. I, that I'm rewarding myself like mm -hmm. you can't keep saying that if your goal is to lose weight you can't keep calling everything fattening that you eat a reward mm -hmm. because you're telling your mind that it's good mm -hmm. and it's not it's not good for what your intentions are mm -hmm. so if you're not telling yourself the truth about the decisions that you're making then you're going to keep making decisions that are moving you further and further away from your goal mm -hmm. and then you're frustrated and then you're giving up and then and it's all this other stuff and it's like no we need to start having a, a more truthful conversation around what we're choosing for ourselves um, and becoming aware of how we think of things, how we speak of things is ultimately how we create things. Right. And that just applies across the board. There is not one single area of your life where that doesn't apply. Clarity, intentionality, and then just the creativity portion of it. Like actually then beginning to create that thing right. through your actions, through your decisions. That's really your choices. You be you make your choices, then your choices begin to make you. Is what how how life happens. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, like there's really like like you said, you really can't pick one part of your life where you can't really apply all those things effectively and actually see results from them. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really dope. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. For coming in today, this was this was a good um, just moment for me to even make the connection of everything. Like it's like one thing to know it mm -hmm. on some level, but then to kind of bring it up and like connect the dots in a very conscious level um, is is necessary to do. Right, it's necessary to do that and to see also 
um, that it's universal. Mm-hmm. So that could mean like the world to me, but to see that it applies also in your life and your process and everything that you're doing is again a confirmation that I'm not just making this stuff up. This is like the mm-hmm. real deal. There are some universal principles that just apply across the world right. that just, there's no way around it. There's no way to get over it. It just is. Right. <laughs> and we get to we get to be connected to one another and share, going back to what you were talking about in terms of being um, transparent, we get to share those elements of our story so that it confirms for other people wherever they may be on their journey. Right. That they're that they're on some level in the right place, whatever that may mean for them, whatever right means for them. Right. And I think, you know, um I think most people don't want to travel alone. Actually, no one wants to travel alone. So when you find someone, when you find someone that's on your journey, when you're on a journey and you see someone else that's on a journey, and you guys may align in some sense, Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to move, move forward. You know, I I mean, if it's like say, like a marathon, Mm -hmm. and you're running, and you see this one person not giving up, and they, you know, they're Mm -hmm. enduring the same. You know, same weather, weather conditions yeah, and all the things, uh-huh. but they're still going. Mm-hmm. It it empowers you at the same time to keep going as well. That's a real. <laughs> and I and I that's think that's a real thing. And I think um, that's part. I think that was when I identified what my purpose was. I think that's what it was, and just like really um, being transparent and just sharing my journey. Mm-hmm. And as a return, it's inspiring people to continue with theirs, right? You know, and just right. like not give up because I think. Because I have been so transparent, I'm still considered accessible. So mm-hmm. when people see like my little, when I have like small victories or when I have victories, mm-hmm. it kind of like, you know, inspires them. Like, man, if he could do it, I can do it. And that's right. that's really like the message. Like, I'm no different. You know? That's huge. <laughs> that's huge. Because I've always said like, so I have decided. We I mentioned kind of tapped on earlier about like, you know, and I intend to write books and just do other things that I had kind of at some point told myself I shouldn't do because of whatever reasons. But I have said for the, about a year now, like I can't wait to be on a stage somewhere. I'm going to do TED Talks. So just saying oh, that. That's what my, that's what my to Yeah, do. I'm totally doing TED Another Talks. High five. Another <laughs> high five. Um, and I imagine that I'll be on the TED Talk stage and, and people will have come out to hear what I have to say. And they may, whatever think they may think, whatever, whatever thing they may think about me from what they've read or heard or what I've shared... And they may think, oh, she's so wise or whatever. And I'm just going to walk out and be so regular. Right. And be so incredibly regular. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm you. Right. We're us. Right. Like, and that's what I can't wait to do. And what I'm already doing. Right. But um, another thing that I want to point out that I heard you say is kind of like you in discovering your purpose of being transparent and journeying with other people because no one wants to journey alone. Your focus became that. Mm-hmm. And then as a result, what was born of that with the Simple Things Project has been what you said earlier was one of your biggest releases, one of your most successful releases, right? Did you say that? Well, well, well just this year. Well, this, yeah. So I, I've, um, I'm a, like, I write down everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I write down my goals. I have, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm very aware and intentional on, like, what I want. Mm-hmm. So I realized, like, some of the stuff that I... Similar goals I may have with the essential man, I think the way I was going about it kind of prolonged the goals, and I'm and it just didn't seem like it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, you do like your one year plan, your mm-hmm. five year plan, and all that stuff. 
And what I realized, especially with the landscape of the, how quick things move today, your one-year plan can happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Your your five-year plan can happen in one year. Mm-hmm. Your ten-year plan can happen. I mean, it's just everything yeah. can just move extremely expedited. Mm-hmm. So, um, I encountered a lot. I, some so many things have happened within this this past year through these through um, simple things like so many opportunities, so many doors are open that in my mind. I'm not gonna say not deserving, definitely not deserving, but just I may have happened just really quickly. Yeah. So, um, I think more so, not discrediting that as a default, but really just also looking at like I actually have done the work. Right. You know, to prepare in some capacity for all the things that has happened and are still happening. Yeah. You know. And so, my point in even bringing that up was. When you become clear about what your intention is with a thing, Mm -hmm. and then you begin to act on it, everything else really falls into place. 100%. (laughs) It really falls into place. So a lot of the questions that you may have that may at some point threaten your even starting, those go away. Right. Fairly quickly, or at least you build enough confidence such that you feel like you can figure them out. Um, as they arise because you just it starts to happen so again your intention your why right your why is always more important than your how wait i'm just about to say i just said this to someone um if your why is big enough your how too does not matter oh totally if you have a big enough why, why, why yeah, you know something, sure how to works itself it worked it totally and that, and that, totally i think does. that had, that was like part of like my shift like i went from kind of like overthinking things to just like really allowing my heart to move um to be my compass mm-hmm. but uh emphasis on heart <laughs> <laughs> no uh, i mean it, it, that's another thing yeah. that's a conversation that i've been having a lot the heart heart move so yeah that's like allow my, my heart to be be my compass but also um trying to trying to stay out of my own way mm-hmm. trying to stay out of my own way mm-hmm. just in terms of just like just with the noise that I may have with not ha- not having the answers to certain questions, but I realized if I could t- to go back to your um, what it, what was it um, planning versus preparation? Like mm-hmm. if if I continue to move, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not like paralyzed by the fear mm-hmm. and I'm just allowing myself to move, everything mm-hmm. will work itself out, and it has. You are right. Like I mean. You are right. The the stuff that I've done, technically, I mean, you know, if if we're going by just like the the, the type of products I create and the the quality, I technically don't have the money to make to make the stuff that I do. If I'm just if I'm being a hundred, listen, honest. listen, but listen. it always works itself out. <laughs> so so tell it. Um, it's because I'm I'm not I'm not still. I'm just I'm continuing to move move forward toward my goal, whatever that is, um, taking, and I also being aware, understanding that small steps, I, um, and, and which is a, a, a actual proverb that I live by, it's a Japanese proverb, mm-hmm. um, and it says, it means kazen, and mm-hmm. it means um, the, the idea of continuous improvement, so mm-hmm. meaning that small, a bunch of small steps equal, can equal a big result. Yeah, so, that's exactly, so, I was just listening to a clip today of a Will Smith interview mm-hmm. where he said something like that. Like, if you're going to build a wall, you don't think of building a great wall. 
you you do one is brick by brick. Brick by brick, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. I mean that's that that's ex- that's exactly what it is. So I guess to go back to your to your idea of like gratitude, I think for me is um, really pinpointing on like what was my what was my intention for the day, mm-hmm. and even if I didn't check off everything on my to do list. Mm-hmm. The fact that I, as long as I was one step, I, I, I made efforts to, in the right direction to, towards my goal, it's not a wasted day. And it, and it's so, so, it's so easy for us to think like, man, I didn't, I didn't um, accomplish anything today. And, that, mm-hmm. and everything is not always tangible and everything you can't always see. That's good. And that goes back to what you said earlier about trusting the process. Right. Because you do have your own plan, but I also said earlier that you are the co-creator right 100 there is another element right. to this that you get to submit to mm-hmm. and so as long as you can confidently say each day that you showed up and you gave today as much as you could give today even if that meant falling short of your to-do list mm-hmm. then that's all you can ask of yourself right and trusting that what you did today was enough for today According to what the bigger picture will entail, right. and sometimes it's not until you become, till that thing happens that you're like, oh, that happened exactly as it was supposed to. And so, just to tie it back into the story of my relationship, it was this thing where what he said to me is, the story was already being written. We just turned the page. Mm. That part. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like that's dope. Yeah. That's really dope. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We we get to um, do all the things. The clarity, the intention, um, the trusting the, yourself, trusting the process. All of, all of that gets to happen. Right. So, cool. All right. Well, um, give us one more time your social media information or um, your information wherever we can find you. And then... Well, um, I guess the hub to find everything, all my links, um, <laughs> is on my personal website, which is LorenzoDiggins.com. Um, and I'm most active on Instagram. So my Instagram is EssentialMan underscore LD. Cool. Yeah. Thank you well, thank for having you. me, man. Yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, was, this was uh, good. This was beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciated this conversation and everything that kind of came up for me throughout and hoping that it was helpful for all of you who are listening and who will listen in the future. Um, and so you can also follow me on social media at Joy Hearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S, and that's everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the places. Um, and please share with me your stories. Um, about just your process and how you plan to be intentional, how you intend to be intentional like <laughs> about <laughs> about uh, your next move in whatever area of your life. I would love to hear from you and, and to know if anything that we said today resonated um, with your process. And so until next time, thanks for, so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast, episode number 17, entitled Thoughts Become Things with Lorenzo Diggins Jr. If you thought this episode was informational, transformational, motivational, or inspirational, please make sure that you share it with your friends, your family, your folks, your people, your village, your tribe, your crew, your squad, 
all of that. Make sure you get that out there. And if you don't mind, also, please write us a review in the iTunes review section. We would greatly appreciate that. And don't forget, you can listen to archived episodes on iTunes as well as SoundCloud. Hashtag R-M-O-H, Real Matters of the Heart. Don't forget, closing remarks for Life As I See It in Ode to South LA, the Lorenzo Dingus Jr. pop-up for his The Simple Things Project is happening this Saturday in LA, April 15th. I will definitely be in the house and I hope to see you guys there. And until then, looking forward to bringing you guys more relevant information and conversations to your speakers, wherever you are. Episodes coming soon. Holla.